0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a like do not be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see, cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffon Street. Hello and welcome to the Shriek Cast.
1: I'm ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, did you see, uh, J.K. Rowling is back on Twitter. Hooray! She's back finally after after so many weeks of uh, not really saying much. Uh, she's back and she she's busted this whole uh, Donald Trump thing right open. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, did you know that Donald Trump? Uh, and just just as an aside here, I like to call him uh, Donald Drumpf. Um, oh,
2: that's so funny. I like right? I like to call him the 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 cheeto in chief
1: (laughs) um well 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 our our good friend uh and thought leader uh jk rowling has has discovered graphology uh which is the study of handwriting um it is complete bullshit uh it's how detectives in the 60s used to frame people for things they didn't do um (laughs) but um uh but she found out that donald trump's signature is kind of funny looking and uh and having a big signature uh means that you have uh a big ego so take that the president
2: wow you know you're right that really that has broken this whole thing wide open wide
1: like uh, before i thought that you know you know maybe uh maybe you know maybe sure he's the president and sure he's uh a vile goblin man but, you know, all that it would take to defeat him would be to point out that he is a hypocrite or a jerk. And now we have scientific backup that uh, his ego is big, which he'll hate. He'll hate being told that.
2: Yeah, I you know, I uh, <laughs> have spent all this time. like t- I've been wasting my time saying that Donald Trump, or excuse me, Donald Trump is, you know, extremely racist. Uh, that his, you know... You know, he only cares about rich people. Um, the policies are bad, but I did, just didn't even I didn't realize that we could go after a signature like this.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. And um, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a, a, a uh, some news in from the wire here. Uh, oh. not, and uh, not to be outdone, the uh, the author of Charlie Bone has pointed out that Trump's skull shape indicates that he might have a lizard brain. Uh, wow. the phren- phrenology is coming back
2: that's incredible you know i uh, you know have not been a big fan of phrenology historically speaking uh it seems like per- like everything that comes out of it is bad but in this case
1: uh, i don't like this guy so if so, we can use yeah. if we can use it against him that's good um uh I, I i do like that in the replies to this 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 jk tweet this epic burn um <laughs> there there is someone pointing out that jk's signature in all of her books is fucking gigantic i don't like again uh this graphology stuff is bullshit but if you if you are coming at someone about it maybe maybe don't also be a person who signs your name real fucking huge and everything
2: yeah real fucking huge millions of times in all of your huge fucking books
1: yeah Uh, it's good yeah, I, I I found out about this this morning because I so I have I have two I have only two Google News alerts set up. I have uh, one for Harry Potter and one for J.K. Rowling. This is a peek behind the curtain of how how things get done here at the Street Cast. <laughs> um, uh, I just I just sit on Google and wait for funny news to pop up. But the all of the headlines for uh this this handwriting thing have been just incredible and i i, I would like to read maybe the best one uh, please I, and and get your get your thoughts on this oh my god bustle isn't gonna is bustle not gonna show me this anymore maybe they deleted it oh they did they changed it she's not the SAS machine anymore are you kidding they changed it. It used to say something about her J.K. Rowling, your favorite SAS machine. It was uh, SAS factory. SAS factory. J.K. Rowling, your favorite SAS factory. They've changed it. Now it's this J.K. Rowling tweet about Trump's extra large handwriting is so on point. Bustle, come on, do better. You
2: can't just you can't just do that.
1: You can't just take away uh, this epic SAS factory burn. Um, so that's 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 what's been in the news. Uh, um, really important stuff and uh i hope you know my my condolences to president donald trump uh for being so ruthlessly destroyed by jk rowling
2: yeah he's probably going to resign because of this
1: he's going to take all of Barron's harry potter books uh and and drop them off air force one
2: <laughs> that's very unfortunate
1: <laughs> um but yeah that's uh, so. That's that's in the news. Um, but we can e- we need to cut our news segment this week a little short because we have a guest joining us today.
2: Oh wow, wow! I'm I'm just now hearing about this.
1: Yeah. Um. We we have our first guest. Uh, they were very excited. Uh, I guess to see that we we had started a podcast. Um. Uh, specifically, I guess uh, they're a big fan of the Chamber of Secrets. Mm. they're gonna be uh calling in in just a moment but i need to i'm just gonna step away for a second (laughs) uh i gotta get water i'll be right back oh
2: (laughs) i i guess i i'm alone with our guest i I don't know who it could be
0: Uh, hi hello it's (laughs) me uh jordan b peterson
2: Oh, Jordan Peterson. I, I'm, I'm really surprised. I can't believe you would guess on the Shriek cast. Uh, Uh,
0: I'm a big fan of the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which I've, I've heard that you are reading now. And, uh, I just wanted to come and, uh, give my thoughts on, on this wonderful book. Wow.
2: Well, that, that's great. You know, um... I've seen you've had a had a lecture about it on, on YouTube. I've also watched your lecture about uh, where you give me a synopsis about Pinocchio. So um, do you have any information about maybe some of the symbolism in Chamber of Secrets?
0: Okay, it's a little, yeah, it's a little difficult, I guess, to get into without... Normally I have video clips queued <laughs> up so you can see, um, but I'll do my best to do this over over voice but uh so in harry potter the magic castle of hogwarts uh it, it is built on top of a, a chamber uh if you will <laughs> that contains secrets that's you know as as the title indicates um there is a basilisk underneath the castle that represents uh chaos and uh, and the castle you know castles were built uh by uh you know english and french and sometimes german germanic peoples uh as a symbol of 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 uh kingly status and uh and military might where they represent order but the snake Mm. right beneath the castle uh that's 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 chaos the chaos that lurks beneath uh uh order
2: um oh that's a a very interesting interpretation jordan um I was under the impression that the castle uh the chamber of secrets was was in the as part of the castle you know the founder uh, built built the chamber in there
0: well i mean we could go back and forth on uh, what was <laughs> his 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 name was uh, salacious crumb built <laughs> built the chamber <laughs> um but i think it you know because really he may have physically built the chamber but um, Really, there is a chamber of secrets within all of us uh, that we must acknowledge before uh, we we step into adulthood.
2: And and is that what uh what uh, Harry is doing in, in this in this book?
0: Well, that and also um, Harry, you see, have you ever? Uh, I don't know know if you're aware of the story of of Saint George and the dragon. <laughs> um, uh, Have you heard of that one before? I'm somewhat
2: familiar, sure.
0: Uh, you see, St. George, uh, he, he, uh, rescued a, a fair, a fair virgin from, from a, a villainous dragon in a cave, uh, and caves are a lot like chambers, and, um, snakes, well, I mean, snake is basically a dragon with no legs, um, <laughs> So, and sure. uh and, and Harry Harry is uh uh he you know, I you know, this is a little uncouth to talk about, but you know, Virginie uh that's short for Virginia and I don't need to tell you what that's short for. Okay,
2: okay, Jordan. None of that.
0: I'm just I'm just, just saying, you know, it's in the it's in the text. It's that's that's canon
2: (laughs) okay all right i i think this interview is over
0: uh i just like to say uh one more thing to say about harry potter which is that uh you know young men uh we used to drink you know alcohol liquor it would make you strong and uh (laughs) It was a sign of 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 masculine power to to be able to handle your liquor, but now I see these young men everywhere. Uh, you know, a few years ago it was you know Diet Coke, Diet Soda, <laughs> Diet drinks, as if a man should limit his intake. And you know, but now I all I see is Lacroix. All these men.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what that has to do with Harry Potter, Jordan, but uh, uh, I think that. Our our listeners well, will appreciate seed, the this. The
0: seeds were sown <laughs> because uh-huh. Harry Potter drinks butter, but he cut his beer with butter. It's just sad. <laughs> it's just sad. <laughs> it's a <laughs> all right, Jordan. Jordan sweetened thank you beer. for
2: joining us today here on the Shriekcast. Thank
0: Streetcast. you for <laughs> All right,
1: hey, hey, I'm I'm back. Did I did I miss anything here? Did I, did yeah, we our... we had
2: a we had a little guest spot with Jordan B. Peterson. Oh,
1: did I miss our guest? God damn.
2: Yeah, yeah, it. you oh, really a... uh, you really missed out on his uh, stunning commentary uh, about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets.
1: Oh, that's a real shame. That's a real shame. <laughs> um, well, you know, I I can listen to it. I guess. Uh, uh I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm sure you guys had a good time. Um. But uh, I guess we have our own commentary to do on the Chamber of Secrets this week, don't we?
2: Oh, we sure do. Uh, Should I bring us into our chapters this week? Take us away. So first we have chapter five, which is the Whomping Willow. Um, And I will bring us through through what happens in this chapter because it's... it's, uh, I I guess not a whole lot happens. Um, But we start off with the Weasleys and Harry uh, and... They are driving to the train station in the Ford Anglia. um, And they arrive at King's Cross, but Harry and Ron, they try to go through the barrier, uh, but it's closed. Um, They decide to fly the car to Hogwarts, um, but upon arrival, they crash into the Whomping Willow, where Ron breaks his wand. Uh, The car gets mad and drives off into the forest. Uh, As Harry and Ron are trying to sneak into the feast, Snape catches them and lectures them, McGonagall and Dumbledore show up to also lecture them for flying the car um but they they don't uh, get too much in trouble they get a detention and then they go to the gryffindor common room where everyone is celebrating their their daring daring arrival uh and that is the end of the chapter uh
1: what well, what are your thoughts on on this chapter i i you know it's not not like a super dense one like the last two but it it, it, it moves i guess
2: no, yeah, this uh this chapter is a bit of a like, kind of a mood chapter. I it struck me as very cinematic. I kind of thought that they, I mean, they did add stuff in the movie, right? Because they're they're like hanging out of the car and they add like kind of an action sequence, but but uh-huh. it really is um the the bulk of it is is Harry and Ron flying in the car and you know, just their thoughts and being excited to be flying and it's really fun, but it also you know it gets a little boring because it's a really long ways and then uh we get kind of the action sequence with the whomping willow at the end and um i i liked this chapter overall
1: it's cute i um i i also remember I, like like so many other parts like i remember the movie version of this which is like them dangling out of the car and nearly hitting the train and mm-hmm. everything like which so i was kind of Bracing for this to be really silly, but I really really liked all the stuff of them like hanging out in the car and rolling the window down and like eating the candy that was in the 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 glove compartment and stuff it, it, it was really nice just like friends on a road trip kind of like mood piece stuff it was very cute
2: yeah i i was um I was kind of surprised we spent so much time time with them just kind of uh their road trip adventure um They they find Hogwarts by kind of, like, dipping under the clouds and seeing the train and following it, because they, you know, that's how they navigate there. Um, I guess I will take us back a little bit from before before they get in the car and they're, like, on the way to the train station, because it did answer um, a question that we had had last week about how long Harry was with the Weasleys, because it explicitly says one month.
1: Yeah, which is cool. That's i'm glad that like there's there's a part of me that is like just very happy for harry to like have a nice vacation that was very cute yes um the the description of them like packing and getting ready and and like the day of of leaving is very on point that there's some some very relatable like families getting ready for, like, vacations or going to school and stuff with all the packing and, like, Molly running around being very frustrated and trying to get everything in order and turning mm-hmm. back for George's broom and stuff. It was all really, uh, really fun. Um, there's something I want to talk about here, which, like, it's it's difficult to figure out where to slot this just because it, it, it involves stuff both at the beginning and the end of this chapter, uh-huh. but I... I really want to stress one of the things that has been like a constant criticism of this book that I've seen like doing research and stuff for this podcast is that it's full of plot holes and that the biggest Mm -hmm. one is why would they take the car to Hogwarts and not just send an owl or like wait for Dumbledore or tell the parents or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: like, I've always felt that was a little silly just because I was like, well, you know, they're kids. Like, like, of course they would fly a car if they had an opportunity. But I did not realize just how explicitly in the text that question was actually addressed.
2: Uh, yeah, I actually have an entire section of my notes dedicated to this because this is something that comes up again and again, and people are like, what? like why would they take the car? That's so stupid. Um, This is addressed by... Harry in his internal monologue it's addressed by Dumbledore it's addressed by McGonagall it's addressed by Snape um it is addressed in the next chapter where Harry is still feeling guilty um I for me reading this this does not stretch the level of believability for me at all
1: no it's it's an ex I mean it's an extension of the the panic that harry had in the first book where he couldn't find the platform like immediately jumping to the conclusion that this was it and and, like the world was ending and he'd never go to hogwarts because he couldn't find his way onto the platform you know Mm -hmm. like this is a second version of that where a similar thing happens um he takes the most drastic option and everyone questions him on it i mean like mcgonagall literally says why didn't you send an owl like like this is addressed in the story they're 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 dumb kids who made a dumb decision uh and like they are punished for it and it's so weird to me that that is like one of the prevailing criticisms of this book that that they like took the car that this was like a lazy set piece or something which just it doesn't strike that me that way at all
2: yeah um i i think that uh sometimes narratives have to strike the balance where um, sometimes when a character does something exceptionally stupid, it can be really frustrating to read. Um, and again, I'm sorry, I'm going to be, I, you know, throughout this whole podcast, I'm never going to stop talking about the Norbert chapter because, um, <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, that was a case of a character doing something really dumb. Um, the consequences not being addressed, There their dumb decision not being addressed and it leads to a very frustrating thing to read. Um, This could have been that, but when I, but it's just not like I, I am pretty much on board throughout all of this. And it is, it, it routinely comes back to Harry's feeling of foolishness because it was a foolish thing to do.
1: I mean, it's the, it's the different, like, the the major difference always is characters doing things that are dumb is, you know, or, you know, characters making bad decisions, characters, characters like, you know, being foolish. That is never a problem as long as it feels in character. Like, the problem with the Norbert chapter is that everything everyone is doing feels out of character for the convenience of the plot. Like, leaving, leaving the invisibility cloak at the top of the tower, like harry has been attached to that cloak it was part of their plan they were aware of it throughout the whole plan uh it like it was passed down from his father it's a family heirloom it's like the one piece of like one thing that he has connecting him to his past like the just randomly leaving that at the top of a tower is i feel like that is a a different kind of like out of character decision than panicking and flying a car because also i mean there's there's the other thing here is like they're 12 of course they would want to fly a car like there's a little bit of wish for them in here right that that's the first thing that they go to is like yeah and and as
2: they're flying it they fantasize about the best case scenario of this situation that they're in which is to me like the most like preteen teenager bad decision kind of thing to do right you you imagine just kind of the best stuff that's going to come out of this not only that but um it's established twice that there have has been like a precedent set for this right like fred and george fly the car to to help get harry out of out of the dursley's house and other than them being yelled at by their mom this was this was something that is was in the text like a good thing to do right um like that like it had a a good result um and ron even says or maybe it's harry i can't i can't remember at some point says like fred and george drove like flew the car many times and this didn't happen to them
1: right yeah yeah like
2: of, of course ron would want to like mimic the behavior of his older brothers and um i don't know teenagers do dumb stuff all the time not being aware of the consequences or like thinking it through all the way and obviously this is a very fantastic version of that because you know teens in the real world don't have flying cars but i just i there's no moment where i felt like my this was not believable to me
1: yeah like this this to me because i I, this is just like the thing i was aware about um when i like started reading this chapter was okay i know everyone complains about this part and i was kind of like on the lookout but i it 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 worked for me i Mm -hmm. don't know like yes it was a stupid decision but that seems to be the point like like the catalyst for the entire first half of this book maybe
2: (laughs) yeah so i i I have no problem with any of this
1: no no it's it's uh uh, uh, like the i the it's funny funnily enough like the part i could kind of take or leave is the actual whomping willow thing (laughs) um i i kind of don't Don't really have much to say about that, like, action sequence. It's like, it's, I guess, it's funny that a tree, like, tried to punch them. I do like the imagery of it, like, still flailing its arms at them as they run away. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a, I just get like an image of like a tree doing like an Irish boxer, like, shaking their fists, shaking its fists at them or something. But that, that part's just kind of like felt convenient, I guess, that there was just like a tree. I feel like crashing a car might be enough. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's pretty
2: cartoony and, and fun.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I do love the the interaction that this drives between them and Snape and them and Dumbledore and them and McGonagall. There's some really good stuff here.
2: Yes. Um, Snape, uh, you know, like, Snape is a bully. He's not a very good teacher. Um, I feel like at least at the point we are in their reading, his... His level of like meanness to the kids is a little bit exaggerated because uh, I was expecting him to be just awful in this chapter, but he seemed extremely reasonable.
1: He is pretty reason like aside from the fact that he wants he clearly wants them to be expelled. Although I guess like, there's a tiny bit of like a like a maybe this is an unreliable narrator thing a little bit <laughs> just because mm-hmm. all the, you know all the all these descriptions are from Harry's perspective, right? But like like his his descriptions of like snape's reactions to them not being expelled and stuff and like his facial expressions like i i i i also like that the like it's it's such a classic silly gag but the fact that they like are talking about snape while he's right behind them is very cute at the beginning Mm um uh and like i could see i could definitely see snape getting some enjoyment out of putting them through the ringer after they were talking about how much everyone hates him and stuff like like all all this is great um uh and and also just seeing like these are like the three main adults in these characters like school lives all in one room which is really fun i think like and they're all reacting differently Mm -hmm. uh um you know snape snape is sort of gleefully uh getting them in trouble, Dumbledore is disappointed. Uh McGonagall is angry but also a little bit impressed, which is like <laughs> like kind of um mirrors her you know how she reacts to the the remember all scene in the first book. Like like it's it's a really nice mix seeing them all together in the same room reacting to the same thing.
2: McGonagall is much more characterful than I remember her being.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, all I, the stuff I, about
2: her being like sports fan and being a little bit impressed about the flying car, but but still stern. Like I, I don't remember that stuff, and it's very delightful.
1: It's great. I wonder how much more it comes up because I, I, I agree. Like I, I completely forgotten that that. Uh, the only thing I remembered about McGonagall, aside from remembering that <laughs> I used to think she was young and hot, <laughs> was that I, I remember that she was like very stern and strict. But the like there are two we, we now have two moments like one per book now of her like uh kind of secretly being like impressed or or actually no i guess there's two because it's um because in in uh sorcerer of stone not only is there the remember all scene but there's the troll scene right where she you know she clearly is impressed by their work there like so this uh-huh. this idea that she is like putting up a front of being very stern and strict but like definitely thinks it's cool when someone breaks the rules in an in in a a inspiring way is 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 very interesting
2: yeah um i I think my like new headcanon about snape is that he wasn't really trying to get them expelled i do i do think that it's like a hairy like perspective sort of sort of thing like i i feel like maybe he was just being kind of like they had a little bit of a good cop bad cop thing going on because
1: he's totally sitting
2: there like reminding them like you could have been expelled for this yeah. I'm going. I'm going to cite the law and all of that stuff, but I mean, they're still twelve.
1: Yeah, it seems tw- like he's
2: just having a little bit of fun. He,
1: he, yeah, it really seems like he's sort of putting, you know, like putting the needles to them for their comments. You know, when he was behind them a little bit. Uh, like, I just get it, it's sad to me that I know where this story is going again because. This idea that like McGonagall and Snape have this sort of like friendly rivalry is so adorable to me. I wish that mm-hmm. was like, I wish that was like the case for the whole series. You know, like they're they're like frenemies or something. Like that is so much more interesting to me than the reality.
2: Yeah, it's going to be absolutely god awful. Um, but I I felt like Snape's meanness and his reaction to all of this. Uh, was just more reasonable than i was expecting
1: Mm -hmm. i mean the fact that he even went and got the other teachers at all like he's you know he's clearly not acting out of line to try and get them expelled or whatever he's gonna go through the other teachers it's not like he's he's not lying about anything you know
2: yeah, I'm eager to find out if they changed this scene in the movie because I remember it being more of a Snape tried to secretly expel them mm-hmm. until McGonagall stopped him, and that was not the uh the vibe I got from this at all.
1: Yeah, and 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 also I just I love uh the line in here about Dum- so when Dumbledore comes in and he was just kind of very calm and quiet and like the the line it would have been worse if he had yelled or Mm -hmm. like like uh yeah
2: it makes him a very parental figure
1: yeah just the fact that like him him just being like calmly disappointed with them is so much worse to harry than like him him screaming at them or whatever is just like that 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 cuts that's like i feel for harry in that in that scene
2: yeah and i think and i think harry's like internal reactions are just like very on point and very uh hashtag relatable mm-hmm. in all of this um uh other than than they're getting in trouble scene uh can we talk a little bit about um how magic works in this universe because mm-hmm. i don't understand why the car is alive i don't understand why the car has a personality yeah
1: but the, but it only kicks in at the very end like the car right because
2: it's like tired out it's like pissed off or was like on too long or something
1: yeah like it, it it automatically throws them out it like ejects their bags and then it like beeps at them angrily as the as it leaves like that was very weird like it was funny but at the same time i was just like wait wait when did this when was it ever indicated that this thing was like a like a sapient car
2: yeah i like so i'm so confused by this and again it's like i'm always coming back to this where i just like i feel like it doesn't matter in this story because it's just like a goofy like kid's storybook. but i just like i don't understand how this is going to work going forward when we learn more about magic and i don't understand why the car is alive
1: yeah it's 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 a writing checks the series can't cash thing you know because yeah because right now it's whatever it's goofy it's a it's a fantasy story the car came to life or whatever that's fine but like the more serious everything gets and like the more dramatic the like like the the like implied strife between like humans and magical creatures and stuff is like what did, like what classification is that car did 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 arthur weasley give something life like did he- <laughs> Like has he created a new species here? Like, like what? What does this count as? I'm like, Great,
2: and we know it goes and lives in the woods, and it's and it's like spoiler alert, going to rescue them later. Um, and uh, but it's like we're two books away from the like defense against the dark arts teacher sitting them down, and being like, "Okay, time to learn the gun spell." <laughs> I just, I just don't know what's going on with the magic here.
1: Yeah, it's a little it's it's yeah i mean there's there's a lot of stuff in this book already uh that like again isn't a big deal here doesn't ruin this story specifically but like makes things more complicated as as things move forward because like the weasleys are poor right Mm -hmm. but they can clearly like conjure food like like everyone is like conjuring food out of thin air so like why is there scarcity at all i mean like it's, there's there's a lot of weird stuff here
2: yeah before, before anyone messages us about the the whatever like uh the wiki the harry potter wiki uh entry that's like the law of magic where you can't conjure food we already know okay <laughs> well, Th- but, but that, McGonagall
1: that is... just did it mcgonagall like just conjures them like a sandwich right like
2: it just like appears um i'm sure that there's like some kind of bullshit explanation where it's like oh she you know like told the house elves and they like teleport sandwiches from the kitchens or something (laughs) um like it's a it's a plate that detects when it's empty and the house elves have a little bell and they're
1: they're... she's so good at transfiguration she transformed a dust mite on the table into sandwiches
2: yeah yeah um uh speaking i guess like more dumb magic stuff. Um, so the invisibility cloak is going to be a Deathly Hollow because it's so good at being invisible, right?
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Uh, the car can go invisible too. I just like it's like <laughs> later. It's I, like later on invisibility, like perfect invisibility, becomes a huge, huge part of this, right? It is a like right. a myth. Like it is a the myth of the Harry Potter world. Um
1: like the creation myth like not even like a yeah it's
2: yeah but so far like we have an invisibility cloak dumbledore can be invisible for some reason uh the car has a quote invisibility booster um
1: well so, so so again spoilers for future content uh the i guess the the explanation is that you know invisibility stuff is like products are available because of like the hair of that animal that can go invisible or whatever. Uh-huh. But, so does is the entire car wrapped in hair? Is like how
2: Yeah, is the hair in the butt because there's like a silver button and he presses it and it makes the car go invisible. Um I I and like also the Weasels are poor and yet like he's like Mr. Weasley's so talented that he can make the car invisible.
1: <laughs> yeah right yeah again these are things where it's like i i, I don't i don't want to just be like the cinema guy here and just not like sin number one McGonagall made a sandwich <laughs> appear but like these are it's it's less that i have a problem with these things individually and more that one these things are all running counter to where the story goes tonally and b totally destroy like i'm sorry the more i read this the more i do not believe that jk rowling planned all this out and i think that's maybe more where i'm coming from here is like like i I don't care that the car can go invisible that's fine but don't tell me that you planned all seven books in advance when the car can go invisible but also the invisibility cloak is like your hallowed creation myth object then is the only thing that can create perfect like it just doesn't work well to me
2: yeah making a whole car invisible seems like a difficult task um yeah in in that context um and I, I like it it just doesn't matter, but it just seems so silly because the method of dealing with those issues has been to create an animal that has special like invisible hairs um that is also super rare and super scarce and super expensive, and it just makes me think that the weasleys are um that drill tweet like the the my budget my family (laughs) is starving and he's like this is like uh, like two dollars on food fifty thousand dollars on you know this like invisible animal's hair please help
1: (laughs) Yeah, spend spend less on deox's hair or whatever (laughs) yeah 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 it's like i said i i i don't want to be that guy who's just like picking apart individual pieces of 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 like plot holes because i was also just complaining about that in relation to the why would they fly the car thing but it's it's not that it's just these things don't don't serve the story moving forward is the problem or rather i guess i guess it's the other way around the story moving forward will do a disservice to these cool whimsical things is is more my problem i guess
2: yeah i will take these cool whimsical things that don't make sense over the deathly hallows yes any day
1: absolutely like
2: i i i way prefer this i don't i don't really care about invisibility being rare or mm-hmm. or whatever um yeah so so i guess we're we're like i guess we should make our own own reddit post um it's <laughs> like why do you care about the flying car <laughs> like why do you care about harry and ron's like extremely in-character decision when you don't care about the flying car being invisible
1: and being alive and being alive for some reason yeah but yeah i i like this chapter and i i like where this lands them like as characters at hogwarts like i think this is where it diverges a little bit from the um like one of the like the more derogatory things you always hear about this book is it's just chamber or it's just a uh, sorcerer's stone again but i think them coming into hogwarts with this like thing hanging over them uh is where it starts to diverge
2: mm-hmm. i it i'm a little bit reminded of um like the chapter in sorcerer's stone uh where harry loses like 150 points and he's like shunned by his housemates um, because it, yeah, it kind of reminds this me co- is
1: cool. Like,
2: yeah, it's like the opposite. Like he feels yeah. very badly. Um, his, his classmates are thrilled with him.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, so I guess, um, we could go into the next chapter because, uh, we are going to see a little bit more of, um, Harry's kind of thoughts about their flying car mistake, because again, this is addressed even more in this next chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um hmm. hmm so we're going to go into chapter six, which is called Gilderoy Lockhart. Um, and it starts at, uh, breakfast on their first day of class. Um, Ron receives the howler from his mom. Um, and, uh, Harry feels very bad because they learn that Mr. Weasley is get, is got in trouble at work because of the flying car. Um, Harry, Ron and Hermione, uh, head to the greenhouses. Um, for class uh but harry runs into Goldroy lockhart on the way who kind of takes him aside and and gives him a lecture about fame um uh back in in class with professor sprout they repot mandrakes that's where we are first introduced to the mandrakes um after lunch we are introduced to colin creevy um and and he wants to take a picture of harry uh and he's a muggle-born uh lockhart sees uh harry doing that or be, be feeling awkward and, and draco is there also and he's kind of taunting him uh so lockhart misunderstands and thinks that harry is trying to give away like signed photos and he get and lockhart gives him another lecture about about fame and how to grow his fame properly Um, and then they have their first defense against the dark arts class uh, and it's the uh the one where lockhart gives a quiz uh, but it's all questions about him from the books, like what his favorite color is. Um, and his lesson is him releasing pixies into the class. Uh, and when he can't deal with them, he runs away and tells the class to deal <laughs> with with them.
0: Uh,
2: and that's the chapter.
1: I continue to love Gilroy Lockhart. Uh, <laughs> Me he too. Is, he is so good in this. Although I guess before before we get to him, uh, i guess the howler scene is like the big the big starting point here yes um, i do i do like howlers as a concept i think that's very funny me too uh, um the uh this is another one where like again the movie has really like colored my memory of this scene this is so much funnier in the book than i than i remembered it being um mm-hmm. uh, the fact that it's just like You've got to open it, or it'll be even worse. I'm like, I I don't even want to imagine like what the you know what what the worst could possibly be, um. But like, I don't know. It's the it's the you know the experience of like or the fear of being you know you know, yelled at by by your parents when you're a kid, you know, in public or whatever. But just like in a in a letter is very funny. Or
2: yeah. That uh and i and i hate to evoke our our um our guest from today jordan but this is like some just like a good a good little um like mini moral lesson uh that's like you just have to face the music and and it's cute that like neville is is the one that tells ron like oh you got to open it because it's just going to be worse if you don't or worse if you wait and Mm
1: -hmm, uh and,
2: and i like all that
1: yeah it's it's very cute uh um and like I like that that is when Hermione finally starts acting normally to them again. It's like after mm-hmm. she sees because because uh, this is a nice callback to the um like the Nimbus two thousand thing and in, in in the first book where you know Hermione clearly gets annoyed when she thinks people are being rewarded for making bad decisions. Uh, yeah, and so like her her reaction to everyone thinking that the flying car thing was really badass is is funny, and then but it, it it's it's very cute that like once she's sort of decided that they have been punished enough she just doesn't say anything it just goes back to normal
2: yeah uh that's I, you know, okay, I do like it. I do think it's cute. I do think it's in character for her. I am continually irritated that she's the only girl character and she has to be this way. Yes. Yeah, this is just like sure. keeps coming up for me where I'm just like, why does the, I mean, she's their peer and I'm um a little bit tired of her having to be like, I, I don't know. She has, I understand be, that she has to be she has to be the team.
1: One. She has to be the team mom all the time. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Um and it's not even that like that's a bad character trait. It's that she has to embody like every you know, typically feminine character trait is the problem. You know? Yeah.
2: And and she's the only girl character.
1: It's 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 a double bummer when like this is kind of getting into the weeds a bit but it, remember in it's book 3 or 4 there is a character that is supposed to be introduced that got cut that like probably would have alleviated this problem a bit um
2: yeah cuz she was supposed to be kind of the anti hermione yes
1: yeah, she was supposed to be, be like the like hermione's foil like a malfoy to to hermione basically right like a, um a character that sort of acts as a foil for her but like i would it sounded like she was planned to be a bigger character who would like eventually be part of the group or at least like a minor character that would show up a lot kind of like luna or something but um yeah
2: god just imagine the fan fiction
1: <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no well, oh no um, that'd be great oh yeah
2: it's good it's good actually it's don't good. worry
1: <laughs> that's good yeah yeah um but yeah it's, it's a bummer that that like this i can't remember what her name would have been it i it was like so, it starts with an
2: m i'm mixing Merelda
1: her up did, wait did, did hogwarts mystery steal that name that, is it that's m- what m- I, mean. Marek, I don't or... think
2: I, No, it's like marula marope is voldemort's marula. mom um uh it's like but i think it's different i think she's i think maybe hermione's foil was supposed to be mafelda
1: Oh, that yes, yes, Mafalda was her name. Because I think um, that
2: name is actually recycled um, as, like, a ministry, like, a throwaway ministry name in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I, I think the name is in there, but it was supposed to be, like, a slither
1: girl. I, I will say maybe it's a good thing that she wasn't in the book as Mafalda, because it would be funny if both of the foil characters were named Malfoy and Mafalda. Like, yeah, that's I,
2: a little... That's like uh, a little bit of uh, Sauron <laughs> Saruman.
1: <laughs> We're like, here's here's like the feminine version of Malfoy, I guess. With that, so that wouldn't have been great. But, um, but I, I I I wish we had that character. I wish we had another like person in the group, another friend in the group who could like take some of the load off of Hermione as far as like being the girl character. Uh, yeah. goes. Yes. Yeah. I,
2: yeah. Because like I really I do want to like this stuff, and I think it's like. Cute, and to some extent I do, but I'm like, why does why does it all ha- always have to be her? Why is it Hermione? And I know that she gets to punch Malfoy later, but it's just it it grates on me. It it wears me down after a while. Um, do you think
1: does it does it does it stick out worse here for you because Hermione also in this same chapter has to also be the one with the crush on Gilderoy? <laughs>
2: no i don't think i mind that actually um i i think that uh the hermione stuff it bothers me more uh in context of sorcerer's stone than it does mm-hmm. this one um because i i was like continually annoyed by uh because i think in sorcerer's stone hermione's stuff was worse um and i'm just kind sorcerer's
1: of, stone she kind of runs the gamut right i mean like Yes, she's the, she's the know-it-all. She's bossy. She's like team mom. She like weirdly has that whole like feminine wild scene with Hagrid. Yes, uh, it's that she's...
2: I that I do not like at all. um no. <laughs> So yeah, the, this one it's more like I am looking backward from because this thi- this scene in this chapter isn't bad. It is looking at it backward. With Sorcerer's Stone, the Lockhart right. stuff doesn't really bother me. She has, like, hearts around his name um, in her planner. Um, she's the one that aces his, uh, like, autobiographical quiz that he gives <laughs> out. Um, uh, but I I honestly do like that moment from her that she aces the quiz. Um, because she is a character that is shown to value memorization right like she's she's reading reading the books and remembers everything in them
1: and is sort of valuing that above like whether or not the knowledge is worth anything which is interesting like yeah, so this i, is... I
2: kind of like that moment for her
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely in character for sure. Um, I also like that. I I do like that. This is maybe the first time that she's gotten a blind spot, mm-hmm. like like as a character. Um, like th- this is the this is the first time where she's been unreasonable or 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 you know blind to some very obvious to the audience thing. Like normally she's, I don't know. Like I'm just comparing this to the um the uh the potion riddle scene where she like solves it all. immediately with no thought and like no uh nothing for the audience to hold on to in terms of her thought process but here it's a it's it's like uh like her she's the one doing something very obviously dumb
2: yeah um and and it sets her it sets her up to learn a lesson this book because she did she didn't have i'm trying to think did she even have i guess like her arc in the first book was her friendship with harry and ron but once they were friends she just kind of was the like
1: clue dispenser a little i guess there's a little bit in sorcerer's stone that i remember liking about her sort of relaxing a little bit about like you know letter of the law or whatever and realizing that like
2: oh yeah Yeah, just because something is against
1: the rules doesn't mean it's immoral like it feels like she she like separates those two in her head a little bit in the fir- over the course of the first book um, yeah that's but, true. but but i say that but also that's not what her like trial in the at the end of the book is about so it's almost not I, it's almost like unintentional i like i like I, that's something I, I i read from the text but i don't know if that's like intended or whether that was like her actual arc you know that's just something i noticed
2: hmm yeah um But, but I, I, well, now that I think about it, I I don't know if she's even, because she she doesn't end up being able to confront Lockhart's, um, badness because she's paralyzed. Right. Or petrified, excuse me. Um. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to have a payoff, but the setup is good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's Harry Potter in a nutshell. Don't know if this is going to pay off if the setup is good. (laughs) (laughs) We
2: we can just end the podcast right now. It's (laughs) over. This is our last episode. Uh...
1: (laughs) that's, that's yeah, our that's thesis that's, uh,
2: that's thanks it. for that's listening everyone
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i do love lockhart like I, I i i think his this like comedy of errors that goes on throughout this chapter of him like stepping in in on harry in like the worst possible times is is great uh, it's
2: so good
1: the the first one uh where he pulls him aside before class is is very funny um uh his implication that like s- surviving murder at the hands of the dark lord isn't quite as impressive as winning the smile award for <laughs> which weekly is really funny um yeah i just this he had this is the first character in this series who uh has this like level of personality i think like like and like he is a cartoon like like he is yes. a he is a simpsons character but it works so well as a in in a, in a in a setting that where like it has been established that kind of larger than life is the norm uh him Gilroy lockhart just constantly chewing the scenery in this like magical already like <laughs> very magical over-the-top world is so funny
2: yes i i i like like his implication that harry and ron flew the car because harry got like a taste of fame and had to have more of it and Mm -hmm. and and like the implication that the taste of fame was from their photo shoot at flourish and blots
1: Um, yeah like like this is the weird thing that makes him feel responsible for harry in a roundabout way is very funny
2: uh it's sure um (laughs) kind of ruins slughorn's character for me
1: yeah right like slughorn is just sort of like
2: the I same mean, but ma-
1: boring yeah i mean i guess we'll get to him you know maybe maybe there's something where we just don't remember but like yeah he really is just like funnier slughorn right like
2: mm-hmm. i guess he's a little bit more well-meaning i mean but he's also like He's a bad guy right like he yeah
1: is... lockhart is a is a very bad person uh uh although he does like like in a weird way, his heart is in the right place in this the this stuff where he's like being you know mentoring harry it's just for all the wrong reasons uh like you know like he he seems genuine here in in his like like care for Harry, it's just that he's completely misinterpreted the situation in a very stupid way,
2: yeah, and he's like playing out his own like weird insecurities because he's never actually done anything
1: right 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 um i i I like the like the the, just the, the little descriptions of like the people around him too like how like professor sprout clearly has no time for this shit like uh um uh and like um i guess dumbledore hasn't really interacted with him yet has he but like like any scene with Lock on Lockhart in it so far, I mean, he just completely, like, he is a vacuum. Like, like he he steals the show both in mm-hmm. the story, but also just like, like as a character, he's just so much fun to read. Like, any time I got to a chapter or a part of this chapter that was just like, here's like a full paragraph of Gildroy Lockhart dialogue, it's like, yes,
2: yeah, it, it's so funny. Like he starts his dialogue, um when he first approaches Harry and he just says, Harry, Harry, Harry. Yeah, and it's like... just the, the imagery is so good. Uh, his, the descriptions of his clothes are very funny. He's wearing like periwinkle and gold. Um, this was, this is like probably my highlight so far is, is the, like you said, the comedy of errors of of Lockhart trying to mentor Harry in his, in his fame.
1: And, and just the icing on the cake here in the, in his classroom scene is, I mean, this is something that like takes on a new meaning just like for us now in 2018 and like us being very online. But the fact that he (laughs) opens his lecture by holding up a picture of himself and saying me is just (laughs) like, it's so good. Like, (laughs) like I just imagining, you know, Gilderoy Lockhart just picking up a picture of himself smiling and holding it up to the (laughs) class and saying big mood like it's (laughs) it's it's so good
2: yeah it's it's very funny writing
1: it's really good it's and like i i brought this up last episode um but you know someone someone on our, our twitter mentioned that 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 it's funny reading girl the ray lockhart and thinking about like jk rowling like as a personality online and stuff i'm just like he is jk rowling's twitter like Gilderoy Lockhart <laughs> is is jk rowling replying to random people uh and like telling them that like everything's gonna be okay or that like she's sorry for killing snape or, uh, <laughs> or that you should download minecraft like like the, this is so perfect like i guess it takes one to know one i guess like it's it's a very it's a very it's very interesting to contrast like this like comedic portrayal of someone who's let uh you know let let public uh response go to their head um and and think about like you know what what our like sort of vision of jk rowling is at this point
2: do you think we would ace a um jk rowling quiz
1: we absolutely would. We've watched all these documentaries like I mean, I, I, like I the, the the whole thing with Gilroy Lockhart taking credit for other other people's work. Like that is that is JK Rowling and the Dumbledore gay announcement, right? Like that is 100% the same thing. Like it, like 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 you just like I don't know, you, you, she she like saw the work that like you know fans and fan fiction writers and and like the you know the the audience uh criticism of the stories she saw it and she's like you know actually no he she was gay the whole time like like i could see gilderoy lockhart as a like like as a character like <laughs> noticing that that uh that people were you know, like like if gilderoy lockhart in 2018 uh would like uh would put he, him in his Twitter bio and take a bunch of credit for it, right? Like, like that, <laughs> like that is the kind of guy he is. It's it's really funny.
2: Uh, Yeah, and also the line, the J.K. Rowling line about Gay Dumbledore being like, oh, I would have told you earlier if I'd known you'd be so excited. That's Lockhart, 100%. That is, a, that, that
1: is, that is like something he would say, like 100%. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. Um, Yeah. Thank you, JK, for this beautiful gift. A, I love this character. B, it's very funny to think about this character now. Uh, um
2: <laughs> It's too bad. I, I like I'm okay with Lockhart's overall arc. Obviously we'll talk about it later on, uh, when we get to it. But it's so sad to me that it basically ends with this book because yeah. I wish that he would come back. Yeah. Uh, but he's pretty much pretty much done for. Yeah. At the end of at the end of this one. And
1: he's a character. Um, I just more than any other character except maybe Snape so far. He is just a character I enjoy being on the page. Like whenever mm-hmm. whenever whenever he's around it's like, yes, I I get to read, I get to read some goofy Lockhart content.
2: Yeah, I this whole time I'm just I'm just looking forward to the Dueling Club chapter because we get oh Snape God. and Lockhart in the same scene and I just yes. that that is my I, I I cannot wait and and um I also just know that the casting for the movie is so good because I I just it's like perfect i mean that's just what i picture when i read lockhart
1: i yeah Um, we'll we'll we'll, I'll, i'll get a chance to gush about this like when we get to the movie uh but like kenneth Branagh, like as a like as a personality and as an actor was such a perfect choice for this especially like i have a very vivid memory of before seeing the chamber of secrets movie i had like just watched for the first time uh his version of henry is henry this henry the fifth he did uh where he you know he, it's, it's a, a shakespeare movie mm-hmm. and he is just chewing the fucking scenery the whole movie yeah. and i was like <laughs> wow this guy is like a big a big personality actor and then him just doing the same thing as gilderoy lockhart kind of taking the piss out of himself is so funny yeah
2: yeah i can't i can't wait to watch this movie it's Um, beautiful uh i guess we can switch gears from gushing about lockhart um because i i think we'll probably come back to this a little bit because i'm always on the lookout for dark magic and things that might convert (laughs) us to satanism and witchcraft um did the did the mandrake scene make you want to kill babies or anything
1: oh absolutely i mean i've 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 gone on record before of saying that i i uh i'm not a fan of children and, and don't really want any but um now after seeing the Mandarin <laughs> scene uh i actively uh hope for their hope for their destruction and, and <laughs> i will sa- i'll sacrifice them to my dark lord to uh wow. to to get an xbox or something i don't know wow an yeah. xbox huh uh, yeah okay yeah maybe not an xbox <laughs>
2: uh yeah uh this this one is uh the the mandrakes often come up in you know harry potter's evil discussions because it's like uh, which drives me fucking crazy because they're they're in the bible (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you know can't chop up babies i I guess (laughs) it is a little dark right but i like it's such a like a a sinister thing if you read into it you know or or think about it and and i think that that I mean that's like my favorite stuff, right? It's stuff that is a little—it's like sinister at the edges, and it definitely is. But in this, in the scene, it's just like so goofy. Also, very, J.K. Rowling f- didn't invent Mandrakes, so
1: no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's very funny. It's it's also funny to think about in conjunction with the discussion we had about the car. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, how, how how alive are Mandrakes? Are like are they? are they beings or are do they just look and behave you know do they is it like a is it like when um you know, like a plant imitates a butterfly or whatever like like right uh, or I even don't. like
2: a like a venus flytrap isn't it it's oh. not i think it's not a thinker
1: right then it, 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 it does not like, think it's, yeah it's just easy to anthropomorphize uh, mm, yeah because it's a big mouth yeah yeah i don't know it, it's it's um it, it is a great scene i love i love that professor uh, the, was the 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 professor sprout like just did all this and, and the line is uh, as if it was n- no more interesting than like repotting a begonia or whatever uh-huh. like like i mean just like with um like like w- with what i was saying about like how i love that lockhart uh like upstages all the weird shit that happens in these books um like that works so well partly because the world the world like when when the world building is at its best it is presenting outrageous things as completely mundane to these characters and and mm-hmm. that's always really that's always really fun to read
2: yeah actually there's a little bit of an aside here um uh you know how much i love to talk about my favorite fan theory which is low enrollment the <laughs> the, the popular theory that there is low enrollment at hogwarts yeah. um and uh, i mean that's just like to me objectively true there are four i think four second year boys in this I, and in part of the and i say theory with with big air quotes because this isn't like what a theory is it's like there aren't <laughs> very many kids because like many like people were killed by Voldemort the first time yeah. whatever don't care um i do like that it seems like hogwarts is you know uh, like, I, I understand that it's, like, kids that go to this school, but it does, um, at least in some part, like, maybe function as, like, a big, like, research facility and, like, produces mm. mandrakes and all that stuff, right? Like, um, later on, we find out that we we do use these mandrakes, and I understand that that's, like, a, a plot thing, right? Like, it's a callback. It's a payoff from the for the mandrakes. Um, but like i do like to think of hogwarts as like this like research facility that produces a lot of like rare magical magical stuff and the professors are are leaders in their field snape is a potions master um Mm -hmm. that has to teach 11 year olds for some reason right Um, so this might be like a little bit of like unintentional world building that i really like
1: it's it's cute to think of it as like a um like a university or something where where the professors are also doing like important research work and the class is more part of their tenure you know
2: yeah yeah definitely i do i do get that that kind of vibe here um uh no wonder snape hates teaching 11 year olds he's got stuff to do
1: he's got potions to make
2: Yeah. yeah
1: yeah so i like that he's got sword spells to invent
2: well, he did that while he was in school.
1: <laughs> well, hey, if he did that while he was in school, he's probably working on one that like has two swords.
2: No, oh, shit. Fuck. We're in big trouble.
1: Big. If he's big doing trouble. that.
2: <laughs> but right, yeah, well.
1: I I I I enjoyed these. Like uh, the maybe not quite as as high as as the last two, which I I'd say were just m- maybe the most perfect Harry Potter reading experience, but there's some really great stuff here and I can't say no to a chapter with a lot of Gilderoy Lockhart.
2: That's true. Oh, um, I guess we can also talk about how we we have like Muggle borns in our face a lot this chapter, which is like prepping us for the next chapter where we mm-hmm. we learn like what Mudblood means and um or hear it for the first time because we get um I think it's Justin Finch Fletchley in her in Herbology that like oh her- actually like, like, I
1: do want to talk about it. that scene is weird,
2: <laughs> right?
1: he has like a full page of dialogue and then that yeah like that's it's a very weird character introduction
2: he he name drops a muggle university like my my parents wanted me to go to i can't remember what university it was, it was. Eaten, eaten yeah yeah um but i guess i'm but i guess i'm a wizard and and i was so confused by that whole introduction because i was like who's this guy i don't remember him doing anything um
1: yeah, the first time I read it, I, like, flipped back a page because I was like, did I miss who, who's saying this? Like, <laughs>
2: Um, And then we get our introduction to Colin Creevy, who also, like, in his, like, exposition explains that he's a muggle-born because he doesn't know that, like, photos are animated, but he is interested in photography. And I was really puzzling over this because it seemed like it was just, like, crammed in in a very strange way. And then I, like, got to the chapter change at the end of our reading and I was like, oh, this is setting us up for muggle-borns being more than just hermione
1: justin finch fletchley is like the first one who gets paralyzed right or no i don't think he
2: does i think that he um gets i i think there might be some kind of conflict between him and harry later on because he thinks that harry is the is the heir of slytherin right yes so that's that's why that's why we have that like weird kind of heavy-handed introduction to him yeah
1: that makes more sense yeah yeah the colin creevy gets petrified not not justin
2: oh yeah Um, gets petrified with the camera
1: yeah it's uh (laughs) i get a real like star trek red shirt vibe with both (laughs) of these characters yeah especially colin because he literally does die at the end right or of of the last book of the Um, last book
2: yeah for no reason off camera
1: yeah so (laughs) good stuff
2: yeah so so we we are introduced to some more muggle-borns that aren't hermione uh because this is going to be the central conflict of this book is the we'll see how this plans
1: out this this feels a little rushed here but but maybe it'll maybe it'll click
2: yeah yeah so i just wanted to mention that but i think other than that i think that pretty much covers the whole thing yeah good stuff Um,
1: good stuff shall we take a break and then return
2: yeah i think I, i have a good um important discussion for us after the break oh
1: good i love a good serious discussion
0: (laughs) see you then
2: Welcome back. Um we here at the Shriekcast are Harry Potter scholars, um, so I feel like we should probably weigh in on a Harry Potter scholastic scholastic debate that is that is currently raging. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. How tall is James Potter?
1: Ooh, um Probably I don't know, like five ten, five eleven? 5'11". What, what like about average height? Yeah, just like average average height, average British guy.
2: You fool. You absolute oh, no. fool. Uh <laughs> I I I cannot I cannot believe you would say this. Um, because the the foremost height scholar, um or excuse me, Harry Potter height scholar um on Reddit uh reddit user the dawn of texas uh has provided ample evidence for us that james potter is in fact tall as described by voldemort meaning he's got to be you know
0: tall. what what we would
2: consider tall which is six foot (laughs) um do you have a response
1: um uh i would say that i mean yeah six foot is pretty tall i guess but like i don't know like five 510 511 that's not short by any means
2: it's average um so (laughs) I, i guess a little background on this feud um there is there are two two reddit posts um that seek to understand how tall uh all the harry potter characters are um and I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to hit you with with how tall uh, this Harry Potter scholar Dawn of Texas thinks thinks that the characters are.
1: Absolutely, hit me.
2: James Potter six foot one. In parentheses, minimum height to be considered tall.
1: <laughs> Harry
2: Potter six one. No explanation. Ron Weasley six three. Jesus. Sirius Black six three. Snape five <laughs> eleven. <laughs> uh draco six, two.
1: Oh sure
2: um bellatrix black six foot three
1: that sounds okay that mm, that <laughs> seems abnormal but okay uh Narcissa and malfoy
2: fall at five nine okay hermione granger five five Gin- sure ginny weasley five one ginny weasley's a whole
1: foot shorter than
0: her husband
2: <laughs> yeah so this is this is just the The entirety of this post is just I mean it's labeled on the Reddit discussion, but then it's just height of Harry Potter characters
1: that's very good and um, it's this list minimum height to be considered tall being six one is uh wild to me like like their 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 thought process cause i because i guess like, like five foot ten is the average height for for men is there is the statistic they're working of but extrapolating that out to mean that you are not tall unless you are at least six foot one is like i don't know like that's we're we're, we're at medium brain there and then this just <laughs> like this just expands out into like complete cosmic brain bullshit
2: yeah um do you remember those like math problems or i guess they're not math problems they're like logic problems from like elementary school or you'd have like a list and it would be like mary is taller than joseph um but joseph is is shorter than than three of the people you know those ones i'm talking about and then you have to like order them all
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: uh that is what this person has done with like weird height references in the books right like apparently Voldemort calls James Potter tall i don't know where that would be it's never explained i don't know why Voldemort would say that uh like did he go to James and Lily's house and like before he kills James go like oh you're taller than i expected oh uh,
1: it's big boy season
2: <laughs> um so this this post is like not remarkable on its own um other than saying that Bellatrix was 6 Let's see. Six three. Six three um. Like Belichick
1: is in the NBA. Like.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand that. Um, but I'm shocked <laughs> that there are responses because this is such a boring post. Sorry. Like, sorry. This is just like <laughs> I. Like, who gives a shit? I don't care. Um, <laughs> what I did not expect is a saga of another Reddit user and their their uh their. IGN is why kick a moo cow 111, um, (laughs) refuting these heights, uh, and, and this all gets very personal, um, I, I think this is maybe the wildest, like, fandom argument that I've ever seen.
1: This touches all of my favorite, like, fandom feud things, in that it, one, it's arguing over completely unnecessary lore details. Like, it's not about... Like, none of this is about anything other than, like, just the minutiae of of random, you know, random details. Um, two, people get incredibly angry about it uh, and, and, like, drag feuds out for, uh, like, across multiple threads. That's always fun to read. Three maybe a little bit sexual i don't know it's definitely a very odd thing to notice they could like this um like this in depth also this we we have not mentioned that uh that the original poster here also has made a thread about this for dragon ball z characters oh Uh, yeah
2: yeah i I mean this is they are a a scholar of the fandom and also have some like uh, a scholar of height i guess yes um so they made that original post. There's an an enormous argument uh between them and Why Kick a Moo cow, um, who who says, like, you're wrong, like none of this is true, and, and brings up evidence as to why why it's insane, which to be fair it, it a little bit is. Mm-hmm. Um So The Dawn of Texas comes back with a new a new post. Height of Harry Potter characters reboot. And we've got some new heights. They've they've adjusted you know mm-hmm. what they say uh harry and james potter he's, he's shrunk an inch they are six foot now <laughs> uh ron weasley is still six three hermione granger is five four which is an inch shorter but in parentheses it says same as author <laughs> uh jenny weasley is five one parentheses much smaller than hermione <laughs> uh draco is six one slightly taller than harry severus snape is five eleven taller than Narcissa and Narcissa is 5'9 tall for a woman um Bellatrix is not in this list so I can only assume that she's still (laughs) 6'3
1: she better be uh I'm glad that Snape has uh been upgraded from manlet to average
2: Uh. (laughs) I always pictured Snape as tall and I don't know if that's a fan fiction thing um I feel like what what really throws a wrench in all of this is the fact that Harry ages and presumably grows <laughs> throughout
1: yeah, throughout right. the books. Which age of Harry are we talking about here? Right. Or any of these I assume
2: really? I assume uh, peak height. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and there's a little bit of a, a like a tiff between uh, Dawn of Texas and another user, finance lady, who is uh, rejecting his like his premise that. Uh, that hermione would be the same height as jk rowling and from what i can tell uh the dawn of texas's evidence is just that hermione's a self-insert character which to be fair is true but seems to make the like logical conclusion (laughs) that
1: physically self-inserted as well
2: (laughs) right like they and and also he cites jk rowling's um height as five four and then in parentheses without shoes how oh no how does how was that
1: calculated that's mm.
2: there's also some weird stuff because again like finance lady is like no hermione's still growing in uh book five he says no girls stop growing after 15 um uh, i mean, some ooh. do i guess uh <sighs> some do it's like the you know the the classic you know people grow at different times it's all it's it's all individual but um, uh-huh. so yeah there, there's quite the like great discussion there um, but boy why kick a moo cow is back in this thread
1: fuck yeah ready ready to throw down
2: um and they're back by saying again you have Ron only three inches taller than Harry when we know for a fact that Ron is definitely taller than the twins by a number of inches at least. And the twins are definitely taller than Harry by at least a few inches as well. To, t- to me, this tells me Harry is at least five inches shorter than Ron, probably more. Bloody hell. <laughs> so what do you think of that logic?
1: uh makes sense to me that's sterling
2: yeah it's got to be at least five inches shorter I'm just gonna throw that number out there
1: there's, um there's so much stuff in here too about the Pottermore <clears throat> art like 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 the sources here are all over the place like there's like like sources of like how tall J.K. Rowling is without shoes uh how tall their characters are calling each other in the books and then also just the the, the Pottermore art according to uh to dawn of texas depicts um uh, ron is three inches taller than harry and it's canon because jk rowling approved it because it's on pottermore
2: uh yeah this seems to be like a very um i I guess i'll go out on a limb and say like a misunderstanding of how illustrations are made because uh (laughs) this really makes it sound like he thinks that um i say he i don't i don't know uh dawn of texas they think that um like Again, I'm back to, like, middle school math problems, where you get, like, the, the diagram that's, like, a tree, and it's, like, this tree is 11 feet tall, and you know the, like, angle of the line mm-hmm. to, like, a person, and you have to mm-hmm. tell, like, how tall that person is, and and I think that uh, Dawn of Texas thinks that, um, that that's what illustrators do, they, like, math out... <laughs> You know, yeah. J- J.K. Rowling is like, I need you to make you know Ron exactly six three, and I need you to make Hermione exactly you know five five or excuse me five four without shoes in perspective. Um, so big if true.
1: Big if true. Um, well, maybe short if true, depending
2: on. <laughs> uh, and this, I mean this 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 this, this discussion gets very personal.
1: That's the best part here is, is, is not only is Dawn of Texas dedicated to this, uh, uh, thoroughly enough to reboot the entire thread, but, uh, Waikika Mukau is not going to let, uh, their foe get away that easily. Uh, no, uh, no,
2: absolutely not. Um, they have a little bit of a back and forth about how tall Harry and James are. Um, apparently on the premise that you have to be one to be considered tall. <laughs> uh, why kickckamuo cow comes back with this this scathing retort. That is not evidence, that is guessing. Also, tall is such a subjective thing, different to every single person. What I am using is hard facts based on what is in the books, on who is taller than who. You are using subjective language and ignoring the bits of the books you don't like, like the fact that Ron is noticeably taller than the twins, and the twins are noticeably taller than Harry. You have even decided that the average height for male wizards in the magical world is about 6'1", simply because you want Harry to be tall, and you (laughs) need to raise the average just to make Harry being tall work. (laughs) <laughs> uh i i feel like there's a lot there
1: there's a lot i i mean it, yeah it gets very personal and and maybe you know i i was i was half joking about this being like a fetishy thing but like like maybe maybe there's something to it this this idea of, of like rearranging the entire concept of tall to make your favorite character tall or whatever it's 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 very uh this this has layers to it
2: yeah and and they say you know you just want harry to be tall which seems like an insane thing to say but i do kind of think that they do want harry to be tall and i don't know why
1: they're very adamant that harry is at least six foot
2: um but this really set off the dawn of texas they did not like the implication of this post and they come back with the uh You are not using hard facts, you are in fact discarding statements from the books which you simply don't like. And you are rambling now like a lunatic. No one ever said that the average height was 6'1". The average is 5'10", and Harry Potter is described as being taller than average. Voldemort describing James as tall is evidence that he is tall, and Harry being the exact same height confirms that Harry is too. You simply don't want to accept it because you live vicariously through Ron, and any positive traits that Harry has (laughs) makes you feel threatened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh fuck there's a lot to unpack there
1: there's a lot to unpack there um yeah living vicariously through
2: through ron
1: through ron you know, and so you
2: want ron to be tall
1: he wants ron to be taller which i mean like ron is tall i guess like he's that is all the weasleys are described as tall but like this is just such a this is such a weird thing to latch onto.
2: This is where we, we come to the heart of the feud, and it's that one of these people wants Harry to be tall.
1: And the other <laughs> one wants Ron to be tall.
2: You know, um, if you remember, I know we haven't gotten here yet, but um, do you remember the prophecy from the fifth book? Like, oh, uh, yeah. you know, Harry and Voldemort, like, they can't live, one cannot live while the other survives. Um, mm-hmm. This is that, but it's like, Harry and Ron, one cannot be tall while the other is... <laughs> also one.
1: tall. There can only be one tall character.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, that's why Snape is 5'11. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah Although Snape really being, I... Snape being here's the thing. Snape being shorter potentially than Harry in the later books makes like in my head that just does not work. Like like the idea of like Harry looming over Snape while he's trying to teach him occlumency is really funny to me.
2: I <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Snape is just, like, floating a few inches above the ground.
1: Oh, because he can fly, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he's just, uh, giving himself a little boost. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of on cow side here, um, only because I really reject, uh, Dawn of Texas's, uh, like, conclusions, because they cite Bellatrix as being 6-3,
1: which is just bonkers. Like, if I feel like, like, I'm not saying that Bellatrix couldn't be 6'3", but that's something that would come up in the books, right? Like, 6'3 for a woman is not a height that, like, goes unremarked upon, like, in in character design, like, in description. Like, that would be, that would be very, very, very tall.
2: Right, And this and this comes up a lot in this kind of back and forth, is the idea that characters wouldn't remark on height if it wasn't something that is like remarkable Mm -hmm. um there seems to be a lot of people saying that like ginny is small um and maybe that is something that comes up like that is a way that like the fandom likes to characterize her as being like a the the kind of the trope of the like small but ferocious Mm -hmm. like girl character right um i don't but but maybe she's small because she's 11 i don't i don't know um yeah like
1: well, that's the other thing is, like, these, bo- <laughs> these these books are all about characters growing up like from 10 to 17 or whatever so like you know there's there's room for 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 growth there like any yeah any, but not for not for description... girls oh that's true girls right, stop yeah.
2: growing after 15 <laughs>
1: i just feel like any any like physical descriptor should be basically treated as dust in the wind for these characters since they're so young you know like
2: yeah Uh, i i think that like this is such a good discussion because um there are a lot of references to height in these books i mean i mean that's like pretty normal right like character character description something that's like remarkable about someone probably point out that bellatrix is six three um but Heidi's going to come up a lot because they're teens right like yeah l- like you have you have a growth spurt over the summer or like um you know harry grew because he got to eat this summer or
1: whatever right right yeah um, it's, it, this is like the the pinnacle of like the kind of discussion you see for a series that's over you know like when there's when there's nothing left like, like when you've picked the bones of what there is to discuss about like your favorite fandom, this is the kind of stuff that gets big. It's just funny that it's this, they're, they're very passionate about this.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I really should have looked up the quote where apparently Voldemort says that James is tall. Um, but yeah, they, they have mined every available height adjacent possible thing that has been said in these books.
1: Which, you know what? Hats off to them. Uh, I... I look forward to them taking this fight to the wiki where where it will probably just spill over into like actual violence. Uh
2: yeah, I hope so. Um you know, I I wish I could just go through all of this because there's there's so much this this feud is um seemingly endless uh while I look at it, but I I guess we can um kind of let's let's settle it let's let's talk about how tall tall these characters are
1: all right let's do it
2: harry what are you thinking
1: like are we going for like adult like yep
2: yeah fully grown like
1: fully grown uh i'd say harry is probably like five ten.
2: okay okay so average yeah and and James is the same height. I don't know yes. why that's an assumption. That that's like I know that they're always they like look the same, uh. But it seems to be like taken for taken bit, for they're granted. Like literally
1: the same height. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like they they're like clones of each other. But you know, we'll take it completely literally. Um, how about Ron? He's gangly.
1: Ron, yeah, gangly. I uh, yeah. I'll say Ron ends up at about like, like. Five eleven, six six feet tall, maybe. I want to say six foot. Yeah, six like
2: six. I think he's like I think he might be the tallest character.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ron, Ron gets all gangly and tall. I, yeah, six foot sounds about right.
2: Um, there's also a little bit of confusion because obviously when they um hired uh the actors for the movies, they were eleven, so you just can't predict how tall they're gonna uh, be.
1: Uh I cannot wait till we get further in the movies because Ron gets like fucking ripped by the end of like the last <laughs> movies. He's hu- Ron is huge in the Deathly Hallows movies. Like he is a he is a, a strong lad.
2: Well, good good for Rupert. Yeah. Um, I don't even think we need to talk about Hermione, because of course she's the same height as the author without same,
1: shoes. Yes, yeah, same same height, five four. Which is uh, apparently five four. Yeah.
2: Um, how about Ginny?
1: Uh I yeah, it's th- th- like I just uh, maybe it's because I haven't read the books all the way through yet, but like I just nothing is sticking out to me in terms of like her being particularly short or tall. I mean, I guess she is quite athletic because she's on the Quidditch team, so I'd say like five 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 six maybe.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say like average, like five five. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think she's five one. I reject no. that. I have nothing to base be... that on because. Yeah. It would be crazy to have anything to base any of this on.
1: Um let's <laughs> go with my gut.
2: How about um how about Draco? Uh
1: I think Draco ends up shorter than Harry because that would be funny. Um so I'm going to say he ends up like 58 59 yeah. like That's like
2: a, Yeah, I don't picture Draco as just like a towering no. towering fellow.
1: No. No, and just like like I like cosmically i think it would be funny if after years of bullying harry he ended up shorter than him and like stewing about it maybe sure sure
2: um uh how about snape uh we've, we've established that he's floating a couple inches uh, I off think, the ground yeah
1: i think that snape is uh snape is, is like lord Farquaad in the shrek movies <laughs> where he's like he's actually like four feet tall or whatever but wears big oh, shoes no! Uh, he's <laughs> so he's always fl- or like when Tom we see pictures of like Tom Cruise or Robert Downey Jr. wearing those huge platform shoes for photo shoots. Uh, wait, is Snape is Snape like Ben Shapiro? Is he like is he like?
2: <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this to my favorite character? <laughs> is Snape like
1: four foot five and like <laughs> like just floats everywhere to look taller. He just wears long robes and floats. <sighs> no no no, no. I, i'd say i'd say snape is like i'd say snape is like six feet tall at least i always pictured snape as tall like they like he always has a very looming presence in the book he's always described as like towering like you know leaning over people and being condescending I, I'd, I'd say like snape is probably like six feet tall
2: okay i, I can live with that
1: what what, um, were, what 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 would your answer be what what
2: yeah probably six foot i always picture him as tall i i feel like i feel like most of the references to his height though are when harry and ron are like 12 yeah um, sitting down. so it's so it's a little uh it's it's hard hard to say but i do i do picture him as tall um mm-hmm. uh, is alan was alan rickman tall
1: i believe he was quite tall yeah
2: i have no idea um uh bellatrix obviously six foot three um I have no
1: argue with that. I
2: don't have any argument for that. Um no. uh but but she is like much taller than Narcissa, who is tall for a woman but is five nine. <laughs> uh I have I have no recollection if we even get to see Narcissa in the books, um, other than during the like unbreakable vow scene.
1: <laughs> All I know about Narcissa is that she says he is just a child or whatever, and that was my phone <laughs> paper for a while. For a while. That fucking <laughs> picture of draco uh
2: yeah um uh how tall is dobby
1: oh fuck uh, i'm just dobby... i'm
2: adding in some uh, some of my yeah, own uh...
1: um i'd say dobby is three uh, uh, handsome three feet tall
2: hmm that's that's perfect um yeah i can't think of any other characters
1: i uh, i would say that voldemort is seven feet tall that's very tall um well because well because seven is a sacred number is the thing
2: <sighs> i forgot about that that seven is a a very serious number
1: it's a seven feet tall mm. one one horcrux for every foot
2: that but yes that makes sense i um how tall is dumbledore is he uh, also seven feet tall <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think
1: almost. they're both
2: seven feet tall
1: yeah, I think they're both seven feet tall and, and Grindelwald was like a handsome seven one.
2: Mm, he yeah, no wonder he failed. He he didn't quite I mean, he he is seven feet, but that one just throws him off from the sacred uh
1: exactly. sacred number. Exactly.
2: Well, I, I think we've made good progress with this.
1: I think I think we've settled it. Uh if if Dawn of Texas or Waikikamukau would like to reach out to us to uh be our second guest on the show, uh unfortunately jordan b peterson was our first guest so you know that, <laughs> that is, is
2: unfortunate <laughs> uh i bet i bet jordan peterson would have have something to say about um these the character heights something about um the tallest cavemen always getting the virgins
0: because he'd probably Jesus just leave that hairy. one hang <laughs> jenny chooses harry because he is tall it is unfair <laughs> and cruel <laughs>
2: yeah
1: yeah that's that i'm gonna say i'm gonna say we've done it we've 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 wrapped it up we 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 have solved this puzzle and uh but we we do look forward to uh hearing about these two uh powerful powerful redditors uh facing off in in mutual combat soon
2: yeah i mean we'd be happy to like mediate a debate
1: oh god yes Uh, yes. so i'm just
2: putting i'm just putting that out there um and really, if anyone has any strong feelings about character height, um, then then I would be happy. I'm an objective, um, objective moderator for this debate.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Other
2: yeah, than Dobby, yeah. that one's not up for discussion.
1: No, Dobby is three feet tall. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, well, this has been another episode of The Shrieking Shack. Um... If you'd like to uh, rate us on iTunes, we would sure appreciate that. We we love we love those good good iTunes reviews. Uh, if you like bonus content from us, uh, including you know whole new episodes uh, uh, and uh, and early episodes and video content coming soon, we've recorded our first Let's Play, uh, which I'm excited to to share with everyone. Uh, you can support us on patreoncom Uh Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon uh check them out on Bandcamp. it is a hilarious song they're a great little band um and what are our chapters for next week
2: oh well let me tell you um it looks like next week we'll be doing chapter seven which is called mudbloods and murmurs uh and chapter eight uh the death day party
1: hell yeah i'm very much looking forward to the death day party yeah uh i'd say that that like besides gilderoy lockhart the other thing that i remembered about this book was that there was a a ghost a ghost party which is i'm very excited to get to that
2: yeah we love we love ghosts here
1: we love ghosts and we also love reading other books
2: (laughs) please read another book
0: deep in london's beating heart lies a wall a luck, don't be, if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up, as has the griffon's dream.